It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Monday. I got to start off with an apology. I apologize that we did not have a Friday episode last week. Uh, the end of the week got a little bit crazy with everything else going on in my life, so I apologize for not delivering that Friday episode. But today, we're going to be doing a Jeff's Junk Mail segment episode. We're going to expand that segment into the whole episode. i got some great stuff to get to from the Lockdown Reds line and from Twitter as well. We're going to jump into all of that here uh, in just a minute. Uh, but first, I, I want to talk about a little bit, um, it's a little bit, uh, not, not quite so lighthearted as I like to be, but I figure that it is relevant. It is news that we need to get to as we head into this offseason. This does not have to do with transactions. This does not have to do with uh, the Reds making moves or positioning themselves for wins or anything like this. This, this has to do with the entire sport. It was reported earlier this morning that Pfizer and BioNTech say their COVID-19 vaccine trials are showing more than 90% effectiveness. That's awesome. That's a nice step. It's not exactly they're, they're mass producing the vaccine and you'll have it tomorrow, but it is a necessary first step toward a vaccine. Why am I telling you about vaccine trials and all this other stuff? This has to do with how Major League Baseball proceeds because you will see lots of reporting. I've, always, I've already seen plenty of it from Ken Rosenthal and from Buster Rolney and guys like that talking about how there's lots of uncertainty about what 2021 could look like already. I mean, we, we're not even close to pitchers and catchers reporting 
But it's worth pointing out that if things don't change with the way that the virus is moving through the country, we may have to look at another weird uh, COVID-19 season in 2021. A vaccine takes us much closer to a normal season with us being in the stands, rooting on our reds, cheering, uh, eating s'mores fry boxes as our heart desires. But uh, that, that's a key first step. And Ken Rosenthal even expands on the questions surrounding what 2021 could look like as to how the market will move this offseason. There's already been a free agent signing as the Toronto Blue Jays signed Robbie Ray to a one-year $8 million deal. So the market has already begun. However, its overall movement and machinations, especially with Trevor Bauer and the bigger free agents like JT Realmuto and some of the shortstops that the Reds may even have their eyes on, hopefully, uh, it's going to take a while for those guys to be signed because, according to Ken Rosenthal's reporting, most team executives are waiting to see how the whole picture shapes, how everything comes into focus with the virus, because if we're looking at another embarrassment of a negotiation period between the players union and the owners, which Tony Clark has already come out and said that they are basically moving forward with a position of distrust. They pretty much in so many words said, if the owners group comes to them with a proposal for a shortened season, they are going to perceive that as a way for the owners to save money and not necessarily uh, for some way for the players to be safe during uh, COVID-19 and all that different stuff. So hopefully the reported news of the successful vaccine trials by Pfizer and BioNTech lead to a vaccine getting uh, created and widely distributed over the next coming months, and we don't have to worry too much about this. This does, however, lead into uh, my first question, and it's a, it's a deep one. It's from our friend Chad in Lancaster. He asked this, most of us are assuming that baseball will be back to normal next year, but what if it isn't? What if three years or even five years from now, we're still dealing with the coronavirus and limited capacity crowds or no crowds? Will the Reds survive? Will baseball survive? And what kind of changes would have to take place in order for that to happen? Number one, the vaccine would definitely have to happen. I mean, you're, you're not talking about an environment where many things, let alone baseball. Baseball is small cookies compared to many things that are going on in our society. If, if you've seen news about the airline industry, they are looking at massive, massive layoffs that uh, pale, that baseball pales in comparison to everything that's going on there. So everyone that is dealing with this, baseball is kind of a minor thing. But since this is the Lockdown Reds podcast and we talk about Reds baseball on this podcast, from a Reds baseball point of view, that would be pretty terrible. If we're looking at reduced crowds for multiple seasons and, God forbid, no crowds for multiple seasons, uh, they have already told us that Major League Baseball, in no certain terms, has lost over $8 billion this past season. I don't exactly know what that means. I mean, they can... They can throw numbers at us all they want, but until we actually get like the breakdown of what that actually means, it's hard for me to understand. But according to Rob Manfred, that's what the sport's facing. And that's just after one year. 
if we're looking at multiple years of this, I find it hard to believe that baseball will continue. And I hate talking about that. And really, it's just something that I wanted to get to right now. This is not something we're going to spend a lot of time focusing on this offseason, but it's worth mentioning. And I know that it's kind of a uh, uh, not a fun topic to start off your Monday with, but hey, everybody hates Mondays, so let's just get this out of the way. This is going to be looming, though, over everything that happens. It It is a big-picture story that while I will not be bringing you daily updates on, I will still be monitoring. I am going to hopefully see some news, and hopefully you will see some news here in the coming months of baseball getting back to normal, baseball getting back to a position where they can have maybe not full capacity crowds, but you know maybe 50% or something like that. I don't know. I, I've seen it in football games around the country, depending on what state the college football team is in or the pro football team is in. And I know that the Bengals have had fans in the stands up to 12,000. So that gives me hope that there will at least be some fans in the stands for the Reds. I even saw a report that they're hoping to get a plan in place to at least right now at you know, ASAP, get a plan in place for 50% capacity for opening day. So that's something. That's a report. Uh, Hopefully, that just increases. But all of that is based on the vaccine. All of that is based on how this virus and its mitigation continues in our society. So anyway, that 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 is the heavy part of the podcast coming up here in a minute. We're going to get back to uh, things we like to talk about, things we enjoy talking about. How are the Reds going to fill their shortstop position? How are the Reds going to get set up for success in 2021? But I felt it necessary to at least not ignore that news. I know through much of uh the quarantine and all that good stuff earlier on this year. I didn't talk about that a whole lot because quite frankly, it bums me out. Uh, it's not baseball. It's, it's not something that I can tell you in uh sabermetric terms or batting average or on base percentage, the things that I love to talk about, the things that I enjoy talking about. So it's something that I wanted to kind of get out there. That's what's looming over this entire off season and I'll monitor it, but I'm not going to bring you daily updates about all of that each and every day. Don't worry. We're going to be talking a lot more about what the reds are going to do as a team to get ready for 2021. And that's that's coming up here in just a minute, but uh, before we get into that, speaking of fun, let's talk about snacks because snacks are amazing. Snacks are awesome, tasty, sometimes not really that healthy for you, but Built Bar's found a way around that. Built Bar has developed a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I'm telling you, it's healthy. It's only got four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, but it's got like 16 grams of protein, and they taste amazing. All their different flavors like cherry barcia, cookies and cream, and for a limited time, pumpkin chocolate chip cookie. If you have not tried it, go to BuiltBar.com and type in the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And Built Bar is a great company too. When you place your order, they're going to send you a personalized thank you email, not like one of those things from you know, built bar company at do not reply.com. Not, no, it's going to be an actual person from the built bar company thanking you personally for your business. And in fact, on my last order, they even sent me a 15% coupon for my next order. So they like to see return customers. Check out BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code locked on for 20% off your next order of amazingly nutritious and specifically delicious built bar. 
All right. First question that does not pertain to the pandemic here on the Jeff's Junk Mail episode of the Locked on Reds podcast. I got an unnamed text. Somebody asking, how many years do you think the Reds will be in this middle ground of a good team, but not a great team, before they go back to the drawing board and start over again? Holy cow. And there's actually more to that text, but I'm not going to read that. But holy cow. Why are we already looking forward to that? Why are we already wondering and worrying about when the Reds will tear down and rebuild? We're just opening up the contention window here, people. This is not the uh, this is not the crescendo. We've not reached the peak of how good the Reds can be. This is the opening of the window. We are ascending this mountaintop of contention and of good baseball. And I don't understand this feeling. Like I know a lot of people were disappointed. I was very disappointed with the way that last season ended, but we were in it. We were in the playoffs. That's not as if it's going to be a one-year-and-done thing. We're not going back to the drawing board next year. I expect this to be multiple years before we have to worry about going back to some kind of rebuilding drawing board. Look at the statistics down the board of the Reds hitting. The Reds had the worst lineup according to batting average, in the major leagues last year. You look at the numbers from Eugenio Suarez. You look at the numbers from Nick Castellanos. You look at the numbers from even Mike Moustakis. And you can explain them all pretty succinctly. Now, Nick Castellanos got consistent playing time throughout the year, and so did Suarez. But for the most part, they struggled with their batting average. Mike Moustakis struggled with COVID-19 and with injury. Nick Senzel struggled with many things as far as staying on the field. These guys could not get a rhythm going. Eugenio Suarez is not a 202 hitter. He will hit better this year. Nick Castellanos, I believe, will have a better batting average this season and will get on base more than 30% of the time, something he did not do in 2020. I'm expecting these guys to get better, and I don't think it's blind hope. So I do not think that the Reds will continue in this middling ground of, well, okay, we can squint and see that they won more games than they lost in the regular season, but based on the two losses in the playoffs, they're now a 500 team again. I'm just happy that they're there, man. And I think they're going to continue to get better from here. I'm not expecting this to continue and be a consistent deal of, well, you know, they were barely over 500 and they made the wild card. No, I think that they're going to continue to get better from here. So I'm not worried about when they're going to have to tear down again and go back to the drawing board. And I really wish that most Reds fans would get past that. I know that we're all Cincinnati sports fans here, and we've learned to uh, hope for the best but expect the worst. But come on, have a little fun, will you? All right, enough of that. We got a text from Risto, our buddy Risto down in Jacksonville. He says, here's the solution for shortstop. Willie Adamas. This season will be his age 25 season, and for his career, he's already got over seven wins above replacement. He's got many years of control because he is a young player. He has plenty of postseason experience, and I think a trade possibility would exist for him because the Rays currently have the number one prospect in baseball in shortstop Wander Franco, who should be ready this season. Trading with Tampa Bay can be dangerous, though, as they have the reputation of coming out ahead of you or, as they would say, beating you down. But I think Nick Craw can handle him. Thanks for the text message, Risto. I love the positivity. I would love to see Willie Adamas as a Red. I don't necessarily know what that would cost because 
like you said, he is young and has many years of control. I would expect that the Reds would definitely have to part ways with one of Nick Lodolo or Hunter Green or both of those guys and maybe Tyler Stevenson and Jose Garcia. This guy would be super expensive in a trade because, like you said, the Rays know how to deal. The Rays know how to come on top of, of a trade in which, I mean, you look at what they did with the Cardinals and how they kind of finagled Randy Azarena away from the Cardinals in a trade where we looked at, oh boy, well, the Cardinals are trading Jose Martinez for a pitching prospect. That wasn't it at all. It, it was the Rays getting Randy Arozarena. So that would definitely be a risky situation and something that would cost the Reds quite a bit. But I'm with you. Willie Adamas would definitely be an answer at shortstop. You could put him in the leadoff spot and not have to worry if Shogo comes around. And I think that... um it's probably something that the Reds would be a little bit priced out of, especially with the options on the free agent market. But Willie Adamas would be a lot of fun as a Red. But thanks, guys, for the questions and all the good stuff on the Lockdown Reds line. Keep them coming, 513-549-0159. Also, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Lockdown Reds for the show's Twitter handle. Give me questions, reactions, all that good stuff you got. Coming up in a couple of days, we've got the Cy Young announcement. Trevor Bauer should be your NL Cy Young winner, giving the Reds their first ever franchise Cy Young Award winner. In light of that, on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to talk about the near misses that the Reds have had in their franchise history. You're not going to want to miss that. Speaking of not missing things, if you didn't get a chance to listen to my interview with Rob Wooten, that was the most recent episode of the podcast from last Thursday. Go check that out. I really enjoyed getting a chance to see what led up to Rob's decision to retire as a player and move into his next role. He's still a part of the Cincinnati Reds organization. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Go check out that podcast. But that's it for today. Now tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.